coming up. You know, he was enthusiastic. We're talking about being a leader. We're talking about being a leader. It need, you need to be enthusiastic about being a leader, about influencing people. David was that way. He was that way about preparation as he was, and he was as excited about preparation as he was about the actual event. Some of us don't get on fire until we on stage or folks are looking. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's a fact. Whether you see yourself this way or not, you are a leader. Have you identified those who are watching and following you? Join us for the continuation of the message series, Evidence of a Leader, where we'll look at leadership through the lens of God's Word. Here's Pastor Robert with part three of the message, An Unexpected Leader. Write this down. Some leadership qualities of David. Some leadership qualities of David. Again, we're looking at David still. And as we looked at him before, we was looking at him surrounding the very popular story of David and Goliath. We've heard about this story since we was little kids. Probably seen a few cartoons on it and read a few comic strips. Seen some, seen the theme of this Bible story in movies. You know, um, we we've seen sports announcers mention it. Ain't that wonderful? You know, when the when the underdog is playing the 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 uh, the, the, the the team that's determined by a lot to win by a landslide, they start talking about David and Goliath. Especially around March Madness, they start talking about David and Goliath. When the number one ranked team lose to number 13 or 12, they oh, David and Goliath. Ain't that something? Folks be pumping up the Bible and don't even realize they talking about God. And, uh, and so we heard the story. So we're gonna, we've been looking at the story. We're going to look at the story and pull out some stuff about leadership that David had, some qualities of leadership David had, and qualities that we should have as followers of Christ. I told you about the ones about Christ. Now we're going to use talk about David and some of his qualities. And while we're talking about it, you know, you didn't got to share no sharing. I, I like for you to think about yourself and rank yourself in each quality from one to ten. Ten being great, one being not so good. Okay? And just put along the side of the statement, you know, whatever number it is. You know, and you ain't got to show nobody. You ain't got to show nobody. But just listen and think about yourself and Put a few ones, oh, I mean sevens and ace <laughs> next to it, <laughs> whatever. whatever. Whatever number works well for you. But be honest with yourself. You ain't got to show nobody, but just be honest with yourself. And then, you know, figure out where you need to improve on your leadership. All right? So we're talking about David, somebody they did not even expect to be a leader, but he had the qualities of him. And here's the thing, as we, and, and, and before we get into them, we should be looking for these qualities and first in ourselves, and then looking for them in others, looking for them in others, um, and seeing when we see them, call them out and respond to people um, about it. So you know what? Tell your kids, when you see leadership qualities in them, point them out. You say, you know what, son? 
this is a quality of yours, a daughter, and this is something that you can leverage. You should, I, I, I appreciate that about you. Speak it into their lives. Let them know when they're going down the right path and they're acting like a leader. And so here, here's the first quality of David that you should rank yourself on. Number one, he took the initiative. He took the initiative. Okay. And here's the, here's the backstory, because we're not going to touch on all the passages, but the backstory is, uh, um, as we talked last week, David had been anointed by um, Prophet Samuel to be the next king. Um, they had left David out of the equation. They had ran, they walked the first seven boys in front of Samuel, and they weren't it. Then they had to go get David from taking care of the sheep. And then David showed up, and then God said, that's him. Samuel anointed him. So now um, the children of Israel, the, the, the men of Israel, the warriors, the fighters are in the valley of Elah about to fight against the Philistines. Goliath comes out and challenges them. Uh, David, on the backside, David's father says, David, I want you to go out and check on your, your three oldest brothers and see how they're doing at the war. Take them a few things. Take some things to their, to their leader and um, see how they're doing. And here's the instructions his father gave David. And so this is where we're picking up. David took initiative. 1 Samuel 17, 20 says, so David rose early in the morning. After his father gave him this instruction, David rose early in the morning. <laughs> Y'all, do you, do you remember the time sometimes your parents told you to do something? And you took all day. Y'all remember? You remember you just took all day to do it. It's, and you intentionally took all day. It was like, you know, I'm tired. Of her telling me what to do. <laughs> I'm just tired. I'm just, you know, you know, I'm just going, I ain't, you know, I'll get to it. You know, I mean, really, his father, David's a teenager. He's a teenager. You know, his father said, David, I need you to go out here and go see how your brother's doing. David got up early. Okay. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. Your parents might have had to do this to you. You might have had to do this to your children. You know, they got something to do the next day. You set your alarm clock <laughs> for yourself, you know, because you know they ain't going to get up. And so you set your alarm clock, break your sleep. You ain't got to get up that early, but you break your sleep to go up and go knock on their room door to get them up. And then you trying to wake them up and, oh, you know, <laughs> And it's like, no, this is for you. What are you talking about? David, David's father didn't have to do that. He just told him what he wanted. David, on his own, got up early in the morning. Okay. One of the reasons he did, because he was used to shepherding. He was used to shepherding. But this was a quiet. He was just a teenager. But this was one of his qualities. He took initiative. And he got up early to go do what his father told him to do. Who wouldn't love a kid like that? <laughs> uh, right? Number two, uh, he, he was responsible. He was responsible. 
The text goes on and says in um, 1 Samuel 17, 20, early in the morning, David left the flock with the shepherd. Okay, so look, look, look what happened here. Just come with me a little bit. David was given a task to do by his father in addition to the other tasks he was already given to do by his father. See, this is the crossroads that a lot of our children, our teenagers get at. They're like, which one you want me to do, mom? Okay, you, you told me to take care of the sheep. Now you're telling me, or dad, what you telling me to go out and check on them? What, which one you want me to do? Okay, you're confusing me. Right? This is the, the, the place teenagers find themselves. They're trying to do, meet all these things their parents are asking of them. Okay? And, and David's father didn't have to give him a solution. He figured it out on his own because he took responsibility. He didn't trip and say, Dad, I can't be two places at one time. But he figured out a way to do it, and guess what he did? He found another shepherd. Look what it says. It says there. It says right there. He left the sheep that he was supposed to be caring for with another shepherd. That's responsibility, y'all. <laughs> That's the responsibility. Okay. He didn't leave the sheep with a uh, cowboy or whoever else. He left the sheep with a shepherd, someone who was trained and used to taking care of sheep. See, oftentimes when we get into that place where we got dual things going on and we, I want to do this and I want to do that, but it's happening at the same time, uh, we, 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 sometimes we just, you know, you know what, I'm just ain't going to do that one. I know I, I, got a, I, got a, I got a life story that changed my life related to that. I, I, and I, I, was a, you know, I was 12 years old at the time. I was 12 years old. Y'all might have heard this story. I'll tell it again, though. I was 12 years old. I was playing Little League Baseball, and we were going to the playoffs. We were going to play uh, Seafood Grotto was the name of the team. They had, this, they had the best player in the, in the Oakland name, um, uh, Duffy, what was his name? Buff, Buffy, Buffy, I think his name was. He was good. And uh, so we're going to play them first round of the playoffs. It just so happened the same day and the same time I had football practice to start football, playing Pop Warner football for the San Leandro Crusaders. <laughs> and, it was, and it was cut day. It was the final cut day. So I got the final cut day and playoff baseball going on at the same day, same time. I'm 12 years old. I was the starting back catcher on my baseball team. <laughs> y'all see my dilemma? I got a dilemma here. Unfortunately, I didn't, you know, I didn't handle it well. I didn't handle it very well. So I was reasoning all day, all day, trying to figure out, all week, actually, trying to figure out, okay, what you going to do, what you going to do, what you going to do. So I concluded in my mind that uh, we're going to lose this baseball game anyway. <laughs> Because we playing, the, that's, I'm 12, y'all. Can I be 12? I can't, okay. I'm 12 years old. <laughs> and I concluded, I said, because we playing the number one team, you know, and, and we ain't going to win anyway. Season going to be over. But I can make the baseball football team, and we got a whole new season. 
my first year playing football. So I concluded after, you know, thinking for days on it, just thinking to myself, I ain't talked to nobody. I concluded I'm not going to the baseball game. Didn't tell nobody. I just showed up for the football team. At the football practice, we was doing the final lap just before they announced who made the team and who didn't. And my, 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 I had this cramp in the side. It was like, y'all ever had a cramp in the side? And I'm like at the end of the pack running around this lap. And, um, and I got this cramp. And I'm like five from the end. 20-something people, 30 people ahead of me. And I'm going like, I'm tired. Can't go no more. And then while I was running, something popped in my head. Cut day. I said, oh, it is cut day, ain't it? I don't want to get cut. So somehow, I got some strength from somewhere. And I don't know where it came from, but uh, all of a sudden, I start running fast. I just, my mind, mind out of matter. I stopped thinking about the cramp. I start passing up people, just rolling by them, rolling. Because I didn't want to get cut. Fast forward after we ran, they announced and they, they had the, they, they called your name. If, they, if you made the team, they called your name. You had to sprint 40, 40 yards to the other side after they called your name. And they called my name. They said, Scott. I said, Whoa! I was, <laughs> brother was happy, you know? I came, I was happy. I made the team. Got a whole nother football season, you know? And um, so I get home, I'm happy. My dad opened the door. I'm happy, smiling, Dad, Dad, I made the team. He said, Robert, <laughs> were you supposed to be somewhere today? I said, yeah, but, you know, and he said, I said, Dad, but, you know, I was, he gave him the story. He says, Dad, can you call? Because my, my baseball coach had either came by the house or called or something. And he lived in the neighborhood, and I said, Dad, can you talk to him and explain to him what happened? He said, no, no, I ain't doing that. You going to talk to him. He said, we're going to get in the car, and we're going to drive to his house right now, <laughs> and you're going to talk to him. So he took, me to, he took me, got in the car. He took me to the coach house. I got out. I knocked on the door, and I see his son, who's on the team too, who was one of my best friends. And he walked by me. He looked at me like, <laughs> he gave me that look and I saw, I saw my coach I was like coach I'm sorry you know I explained and coach was just distraught and then they, they told me that we could have won the game but the backup back catcher made an error at the end of the game so we lost That's my story. And I, I never forget that story. But that wasn't being responsible. Now, I know I was 12, okay, but I had some more, I had some sense enough to deal with it better than that. It would have been good to you know, have a little more parental involvement um, to help me process that, but they didn't have a clue what was going on, you know. <laughs> 
but I made a bad decision. David's a teenager. Dad gives him a dilemma. He figures it out. He left the sheep with another shepherd. That's being responsible. Okay. Uh, he didn't leave them with somebody who couldn't handle it. He left them with somebody who can handle it. When we get in that situation, sometimes we don't care who we leave things with. Okay, you just take care of it, you know, whoever can handle it. You know. No, leave him with somebody who can handle it. David did that. Okay, he was responsible. Number three, write this down. He followed instructions. He followed instructions. 1 Samuel 17, 20 goes on and says, Early in the morning, David left the flock with the shepherd, loaded up, and set out as Jesse had directed. He did exactly as his father Jesse had told him to. That's what David did. <laughs> he followed instructions. How you doing on your ranking of yourself? Just a reminder, what you got, what you got. <laughs> How good are you at following instructions? Uh, what would Jesus say about that? How well you follow instructions. He's our leader, right? Number four, write this down. He was enthusiastic. He was enthusiastic. 1 Samuel 17, 22 says, David, and David now near the battlefield, we'll see. David left his things with the keeper of supplies. Okay, there he goes again. He took all his stuff with him. He left them with the keeper of supplies. He didn't just drop them and just leave, right? Showing responsibility again. And then he ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they were. That was why he went. His father said, go see how your brothers are doing. David got, to the, got there and ran to see how his brothers was doing. That's a sign of enthusiasm. Okay? So he's doing, following the instructions of his father, and he's excited about it. Enthusiasm is contagious, y'all. Y'all know that. It's contagious. Folks get enthusiastic. It's like some folks come in the room, they light up a room. The energy lights up a room. 1 Samuel 17, 48, he demonstrated enthusiasm again. It says, as the Philistine uh, moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Okay. So now Goliath is there. He runs to Goliath. Now, the interesting point about this is that the same enthusiasm he showed just running to see how his brothers was doing, Following the instruction of his father, he showed that when it was time for the event. Now he's about to fight. Before it was peacetime, you know, he wasn't going to fight, no intention on fighting, even, you know, had no thoughts of fighting. I'm just coming <laughs> to deliver these products to my brothers and see how they're doing. That's all I'm coming to do. Now it's time to fight. It's, you know, rubber hits in the road. It's, things are happening. You're on stage. The lights are on now. He's, he's running to that too. See, some of y'all got that Allen Iverson thing going on. It's like, practice? <laughs> you know? Practice? Right? Not David. David was excited for practice. Oh, he ran to see how his brother's doing. He ran up to the fight. You know, he was enthusiastic. We're talking about being a leader. 
talking about being a leader, it need, you need to be enthusiastic about being a leader, about influencing people. David was that way. He was that way about preparation as he was, he was as excited about preparation as he was about the actual event. Some of us don't get on fire until we on stage or folks are looking. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time you ever did that where you got, you were seeking information, you started getting it, and then something on the inside of you started turning? You ever felt that? Because the more information you got, the more fire came into your gut about it. The more excited you got because you was getting, oh, oh, yeah. You know, so David's getting this information that's meaningful, and it's actually fueling him to go ahead and lead. Thank you for listening.